0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk, dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white,
1: right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey.
0: In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution.
1: Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studios. Hello. Um, Hello. Hello, hello, Indeed. How you doing, man? Good. So we've got our first real sentencing in um the January, January 6th uh uh, yeah. uh insurrection. Guy gets 8 months for a variety of th- crimes. I think they were mostly felonies. that got you know.
0: Not, Well, so uh he was he was only charged there was only one count and it was uh a felony count. mixing oh, it up I'm all, sorry. Um obstructing um an official proceeding, right? Like so okay. that that like that was his charge um you Know maximum on that. I, I mean, the maximum on that, I think, is like 20 years. <laughs> you know, I thought I saw uh, that. And yeah, like, wow, and, that seems- and and so his, his and his attorney said, Well, no jail time, and everything up to the, this point has been enough. Lesson learned. Um, Allard was, uh, he, he seemed remorseful in his statements. Um, you know, I mean, they seemed genuine. It's hard to say. A lot of these people say whatever they need to say in court and then we'll turn around and end up on Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, right. whatever, right. and say, I'll do it again. So, I mean, he seems remorseful, remorseful at this point. And, you know, the crux of it was, you know, listening to the judge um, say, you know, your actions on this day don't go with what the rest of your life seems like. You know, he's a hardworking guy, good guy in the community, a lot of positive things people had to say about him. Even his social media didn't really sort of indicate, you know, I mean, I think he was was a Trump supporter, but nothing that indicated that he was kind of off the rails. And yet on that day, he, you know, kind of breaks through with the mob, and he's the guy who was holding the Trump, the big Trump flag flag, um, in the middle of um, the Capitol building floor and you know and and you know he points out that well i I literally didn't do anything I just you know went in when everybody else went in, and I had my flag and I, and I was there, and he acknowledged that that was wrong um, but you know his attorney's asking for no time the the prosecutor asking for eighteen months, and the judge landed on eight months, which which to me is 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 right you know mm-hmm. um, I think I, you know look <clears throat> I think that there's, you can't go with the same heavy hand across the board. There's over 500 people that have been um, arrested, indicted, you know, charged, and that whole thing. And while, listen, these people get no sympathy from me, right? Like, I, I've been very outspoken about how I feel about this, about what they did, about the damage that they caused, not only physically to the building, but what they did. Um, really to the fabric of our republic and yes. our democracy. I've been very open about that. But now reality kicks in. And so um this seems like a right just sentence to me. This guy's gonna do eight months, right? And I'm not sure how it'll work out with time served and everything else, but he's going to spend additional time in jail beyond today. Right. So with that being said, like that's I mean, this dude's got a felony on his record. And his life gets harder after this because of it. Right and and again, if you've never spent a day in jail, right? Like then he's about to do you know a, a number of months in prison, um, which once you've been in jail even overnight, um, and you lose your rights and you lose your status of freedom, right? And that becomes very real. It's a much different experience. So it's easy for you right now to sit there and say. That's not enough. But listen, this this experience is going to change this guy, um, one way or another. And right. we've we've got enough experience with our criminal justice system to say, you know, it's a coin flip on how sure. how, how that sure. how that impacts him in terms of good or bad. You know, I, in terms of like the legal
1: side of what's the right sentence, I don't know. But he had to get something that sent a message. And this should send a huge message to the other guys down the line. The guys that were smearing shit on the walls and yeah. and breaking things and stealing and things, stealing things. Yes. It's got to send a message because th- this can't be a okay. You you scamps. Okay, one day you got a little excited. Th- th- this guy is a perfect example. I didn't look into his background the way you did. That what a cult mentality does. Take a normal person, get them wrapped up in something, get them the mo- get them mixed up with the mob. And suddenly they're not thinking for themselves and they're going along with it now. If he didn't do all this other shit, I'm glad his life isn't going to be spent behind bars. But some of these folks are really going to get hit hard and they fucking deserve it. I mean, yeah. truthfully, I mean, Steve, if if this was 1890, they'd be executed for sedition.
0: I mean, right. realistically, right. in 1890, a lot of these people would have been dead day of. True. Right? Like, I mean, people, I mean, you know. Our, maybe the, the, in 1960, by the way. Right. I mean, like, come on now. Um, but when it, when it comes to, you know, what these individual sentences look like, you know, there's going to be a group of people, even in our listening audience, that are going to say they should all get the max. And, you know, as a person who's studied law for a long fucking time, Right like went to school for it, and have right. studied it extensively since since then, what I'll tell you is for a justice system to work and to stay stable, you have to be reasonable in the ways in which you um um met out punishment right right it just you 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 just have to be even even in the worst cases, you have to have nuance and and they have to be subjective to um um you know, everything around it, right? Like, so if you hammer every single one of these people with the maximum sentence, it it then begins to look like a very uh, authoritarian, um, sort of totalitarian, uh, inf- you know, kind yeah. of strike back against people who dare to question the government. Sure. Right? And that's how it would get played, right? I mean, because right now the GOP and the Tucker Carlson's of the world, they're looking... For a way to say that this, that anything, that the punishments for this are being meted out, they're they're that they're unfair and they're retaliatory, and these people are they're looking for a way to be able to say these people are are political prisoners, and you know, like there are there was already a movement that I think was kind of quelled to try to get Ashley Babbitt considered to be a martyr for the cause, which. Um, you know, it did get some momentum. I'm sure. You know, on Reddit and some of the dark channels of the interweb, people are calling her a martyr, but it's not going to pick up mainstream, fortunately. Um, but that's out there. So, prosecutors and these judges have to keep that in mind. And people say, "Well, they shouldn't have to." Well, m- maybe you think they shouldn't have to, but like, we're all we're governed by people. You have people in in the society who can. F- Freely think for themselves whether they do it all the time or not is a, is another question, and if you overplay your hand here, uh, from a from a prosecutor from from a prosecutorial uh, or, or state standpoint, you you run the risk of violating the public trust and hurting hurting your cause. Right. I mean, I love the fact
1: that when Donald Trump was president, I could get on the air and say things about him that if I said them in Russia, China, North Korea, you'd be I'm dead. dead. Give <laughs> be dead. dead. They they'd found a way to resurrect me so they could execute me twice. Right. Um, I mean, both of us, too. Yeah, right? oh yeah, you fuck mean, too. <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
0: No time. <laughs> Um You know, so, I mean, it just, but I, I so there are art, like, there are people who are going to feel like, you know, some of these punishments are going to come out and they're going to say that's not enough. Um, and, and this gives, this is actually a good, I mean, because listen, this guy's been languishing since, you know, since January, like, since they arrested him, however many months ago. Um, you know, he's he's yeah. probably going to do you know five months in jail or something along those lines, um, and you know in federal prison, and he's going to have a felony. He's going to have to explain that and deal with it. Who knows how that impacts his career and everything else. Um, and, and that's right to me, you know, I mean, he, you can't put them in there for the max 20 years for just being in the right. building and standing there knowing what we know, having the footage that we have, because we have people who literally were beating police and assaulting police and, and who assaulted reporters and beat reporters and, you know, who, you know, broke, who actually, you know, caused damage, uh, to the Capitol building and stole things and, and, you know, and then they documented it themselves. So we need to have a range, right? We're not gonna put everybody in the same category as much as we want to. And I think that, you know, if I'm sitting in jail, knowing that I did some of the things, some of the more egregious things, and I see that this guy who was just there with a flag got eight months, ooh, shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so now, and and what'll happen is I think you'll see more people um, that have been indicted, that have received charges, come to the table and say, let's start to talk about playing. (laughs) <laughs> and you may see some people get even more defiant because they're just like, look, if you're going to hammer me, then I'm going to just I'm going to go out on my sword in a blaze of glory. So, we, you know, this may draw out some of the crazies. There,
1: there was another story that, that I mixed up when I said the whole bunch of charges where a guy is representing himself. Oh, I and, saw that. And he well,
0: he's, he's trying to represent himself. I think his attorney was there. He had this crazy outburst. Right. And they ended up pushing his his hearing until August um, and he's, he wants a deal, and his starting ground is, you know... Drop the charges. Drop all the charges, and it's just like, okay, well, you're going to go to jail for a long time.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's the opposite of this yes, guy. right. Now, this guy was contrite, and like you said, is it sincere? I don't know. Right. But at least he had the intelligence to say, now is not the time for me to be...
0: Mr. Big Nuts. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, now once this guy, like I said, once this guy, I mean, now, again, this guy is going to have to go to prison. So, yeah, and no joke. you know, once he gets out, then, you know, he may be singing a different tone or whatever. Right. But, I mean, for right now, he's said and done the right things. Eight months, you know, sure. good luck to you, my friend, and, um, and, you know, watch your butthole. Let's
1: be clear what obstructing an official proceeding was in this case. It mm-hmm. was trying to stop the certification Of a properly elected president. A duly elected president in the United States of America. Yes. Right. It wasn't –
0: So, I mean, and a real – now, look, if you want to make the argument to me, like, that was significant enough that if you breached the Capitol doors and were in that building, considering what you were trying to stop, why the fuck shouldn't you get the full 20 years? Now, I'll I'll listen to it. Again, I gave my reason as to why you. you you, you can't max them out there. But I will at least listen to it. Um, and I, and if you say eight months wasn't enough, maybe you should be looking at a year or something longer. Um, I'll also listen to that as well, because I think if the maximum sentence is 20 and he walked away with eight months, I think he's doing pretty good. But I'm willing to accept it, just understanding what prison means. Um, but look, I think there's – in look – this is, gonna, this is a living sort of situation, right? Like these judges, he, this isn't the only judge that's dealing with, this, with these particular cases because there's 500 of them, so there's multiple judges here, and we're going to see how this needle sort of moves um, in terms of severity. What
1: you described earlier in terms of needing to do a case-by-case thing is, is important because that's one of the things that really highlights what was wrong with the Clinton crime bill, right? Three felonies, life, no thinking about. It. Well, if it's three nonviolent pot felonies... You shouldn't be in prison for life. Right. And that law did not discriminate between three
0: nonviolent drug arrests. No, the three strike rule, remember that wasn't federal, that was a California. That was a California state law and a few other like Louisiana had some similar laws and Bill Clinton pushed the three strikes and you're in Well, it was so the 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 crime bill that you're the Clinton crime bill or Clinton Biden crime bill, however you want to describe it. Oh yeah, him. um, It set out certain parameters and it it allowed for certain government funding to go towards various law enforcement things. Now, Clinton, when he campaigned, he said, yeah, that sounds good and that's all fine and well. But ultimately, like the the mechanism in in those cases of those really bad three strikes cases were, were state. By state. Right. right? And it's important.
1: Sorry, that was more mandatory minimum sentencing, right? Not necessarily life, but it was. Right.
0: I mean, it was like, you know, but I mean, it it was essentially mandatory minimum sentencing to life if you got these three felonies um, or if you got these three strikes against you. And uh, it it was really brutal, really unjust. Um, and, And I don't know what the status of some of that is. I mean, you have to think, especially as progressive as California is, that they have to have gone back and looked at that. And started to look at some of those sentences, and if they haven't, they should. And if you know they're not thinking about it, someone needs to get them to think about it. And I don't know, maybe that's me, but um yeah, that was that was a brutal case of not looking at you know the situation or putting any nuance into it.
1: And I I didn't mean to steer us off course, but this kind of goes well because let's talk about what happened in California with my buddies, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. Um getting very
0: not happy about having to talk about them at the.
1: Me too, but some of it's funny. And so, well, first of all, the fact that they are, they're literally fundraising celebrities. They are not acting like members of Congress. Right. Um, but they went out there, they got blocked by a bunch of venues who thank, frankly didn't want to deal with their nonsense. They played the whole we've been canceled card. But the best part was some guy dressed as MAGA as you can get who apparently has trolled a bunch of events mm-hmm. like this. Literally ran up to them and publicly humiliated them, claiming he runs up to Matt Gates like, "So excited to meet you! You're not a pedophile! I don't think you're a pedophile!"
0: And security was like, "Okay, this guy is not that." Um, so that's that's that. Um, so the bigger thing out of this story, though, is so they they, they decided that they're going to go on this fundraising tour, right? Um, Gates is having issues with fundraising because he's. Being investigated about you know sex trafficking, sex trafficking mm-hmm. of minors, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene like she's been kicked off of all committees in Congress and is you know just a, a, a walking caricature of you know or an example of what a Congresswoman should not be. Um, but so but Marjorie Taylor Greene to hasn't had really much of an issue raising money right like no, even with she's all been her, she's been very successful with it. So they go on this tour, um, which leads them out to California uh, and. You know, looking at the the, the um, uh, campaign finance filings, they have spent four times the amount of money than they've actually raised on this tour, right? Like they so they've you know like if they if they raised a hundred thousand, they spent four hundred thousand um, on this tour. Which you know going back, oh yeah, she's great at fundraising. Well, it looks like they're losing some momentum there. Um, you know, I think part of it with Gates is his situation, right? He's been investigated. Will he get indicted is a whole nother question. Um, I, I, you know, have my reservations about that, but we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I mean, I think part of it is she's, I think she may be starting to lose momentum because her act to a degree has kind of run its course, right? Like, but I mean, now everyone's going to go like, well, she just keeps doing the thing, the Trump thing and follow that. But She's also not Trump, right? Like she doesn't have the power and authority that Trump had as president. Um, And even as a candidate, Trump held a little bit more just because of his financial prowess. She doesn't have that. She doesn't have the power. She doesn't have the same money. She's trying to fundraise to keep up, but now she's, it seems like she may be starting to lose steam. So the question is, you know, what's her overall effectiveness? I also have some suspicions that
1: obviously I have no evidence for yet, but I want to say it now so when it comes up later, if it does.
0: Reckless speculation.
1: Yes. <laughs> I wonder if the reason they're filing, say, they brought in so much, so little money is because they're siphoning the money to their personal
0: whatever. I mean, which it would be not out of character. Look, not out of character and raises a whole new level of problems for them. Like sure, if, if now, they get ca- caught. Now, look, if they get caught, now... I can't believe that I, you know, with Trump being just left office, that they're not being, you know, kind of reviewed with a fine tooth comb, you know, or, or being looked at pretty closely. Like, I mean, there's no way under a Democratic administration that they're just going to be like, oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure those guys are totally above board, all things considered, the last five years. You know, I'm, I'm just putting that speculation out there to come. I mean, come- and, and, I mean, I just I, that's and here's my thought. We. We don't know that. We have no sure. way, to, and, and we're that's literally just speculation. So, we could say that, or we could just look at the numbers as we can kind of see them and think, well, you know, support for them is going down, right? Because at the same time, because here's the thing, like, if you want to continue to fundraise and you want to continue to make money, then you you're you don't actually want to siphon that money off, right? Like you want to show. Like, you don't want to show that you, you 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 spent more than you made. You want to show, look, we, we're making money hand over fist. You better join the train. Like, we've got all the momentum, right? Like, so I if understand. they go in and they take that and, they, and then it's only showing a quarter of what they're actually making and it's not a lot, um, I think that hurts their cause. It hurts their ability to fundraise, which if they're using fundraising... As a way to siphon money to themselves, they're basically cutting off their nose to spite their face in a weird way.
1: Okay, and they're also really, really unintelligent people. Okay.
0: Um, I mean,
1: they are selfish, dopey caricatures.
0: Fair, um, but okay. So, I don't uh, know, yeah, maybe. Just throw that thing Now, now to... To to your point about how un, not very bright they are, Marjorie Taylor Greene is being interviewed about, uh, you know, talking about the, the, the vaccine and the coronavirus. We've had a spike in cases due to the Delta variant and people not being vaccinated. She was asked if she was vaccinated. And her reply to that question was, you can't ask me that. That's a HIPAA violation.
1: Right. Right. Which is incredibly dumb.
0: Right. Now, and, and here's why. First of all, I think people throw the term HIPAA around in a violation, but do you really know what, you know, do you know what HIPAA is? Do you know what a HIPAA violation would look like? And and the short answer is apparently she does not, and a lot of people don't, because you, random guy, asking me, random guy, about my health status, isn't, like, you're, like, in order for it to be a HIPAA violation, the person committing the violation needs to be in the healthcare or connected to the healthcare field in some way, shape, or form, right? Professionally and professionally to a patient,
1: right. right? If my employer goes to my doctor and says, what was Jim's cholesterol level because we're hiring him for this position and we want to know if he's going to be a liability from a health perspective, that's a HIPAA violation. Right. You Me know, asking you, did you get a vaccine is not. Right. Um,
0: you know, now, you know, employers... Um, you know, and this has been a big issue, like, uh, I believe in Indiana, uh, the college students were upset about, um, having to, ha- being required to be vaccinated in order right. to go to school. They took it, you know, they took it to court and it got tossed out by the Supreme Court saying, yeah, you gotta get vaccinated to go to school. You don't have a case, go away. Um, and you know, the, the legal reasoning behind that, um, quickly is just to, I guess, make a long story short. You know, we've been requiring vaccines to go to school since I think like 1983 ish, right? Um, and you know, it's it's been deemed constitutionally allowable. Now, the the crux is that this has not been approved um, through the normal FDA channels, and it's an emergency use. So they're saying that since it's an emergency use, you can't require it. And the court is basically saying, yeah, we don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, if your school requires it requires you to have this particular thing for public safety, then you have to have it. You don't have a case.
1: Right, and. I won't bore everyone with what the emergency use thing really means, but I should probably do a, a sideshow about that because it's uh, it's getting way overplayed with. This isn't approved by the FDA, true with an asterisk, and I'll spare the yeah. FDA so, details for now. But
0: you know, so a reporter asking Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene if she had been vaccinated is not a HIPAA violation. It's not you know, if her proper response should be, it's private, I don't have to tell you my right medical status. So whatever, that's, that's, if she wants to say that, that's fine. That's right. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that some of the, you know, I think putting people on the spot, demanding that they publicly state where they've been vaccinated or not, I think that's the wrong thing to do. I think that, um, the vaccine shaming and the, the, um, you know, mass shaming and all that sort of stuff, I don't think it's not helpful. It, just helps to further push people into their corners. Um, you're just you're just not winning any allies, and and both sides are now digging in, right? Like so, if you strongly believe that people should be vaccinated, you're like now people are just going over the top and just you know demanding that you know saying that we should have these vaccine passports and that people you know should have to show that they're vaccinated to do this and do that, and it's just causing. A lot more division, and while I understand the reasoning behind it, this this virus is very dangerous. I I came up with this today that, you know, if you don't know underst- if you don't understand how viruses work, right? Um, because I have a feeling that a lot of these people who are saying they're not getting vaccinated, they're not wearing masks, they don't understand how viruses work. So, think of a virus as this way, right? Like, in, and I'm not a virologist, but this is just how I kind of put it in my head, right? And it's not perfect, but a virus kind of works like Spider Man. Okay, go right? on. Right. Because if you think of the various characters in Spider Man, right, you've got Peter Parker. Alright, I'm I'm in love this. Right? But... Got, all right, shut up. Just listen. <laughs> you got Peter Parker, you've got Spider Man, you got Venom, you got Carnage. Okay? Peter Parker is, you know, harmless reporter guy in love with Mary Jane. Spider Man is, you know, superhero, also still in love with Mary Jane, but has his own personal inner issues. Venom is this very dangerous symbioid alien super strong super dangerous anti-hero um that at one point in time was peter parker um spider-man but then was played by other characters and then there's carnage who is like the worst version of venom spider-man whatever um and so the way viruses work is you know they start off one way and each time they jump Right, They learn, they process, and they get worse, and they get worse. So you start off with something that's very Peter Parker-esque, and if it's left unchecked, it turns into carnage. Right? Very interesting. Okay, that's actually a really interesting way right? to say it. it and, is, and, 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 and you're right, it's not perfect, but it's actually right. pretty good. And so what what happens is, all right, you're not vaccinated, you don't wear a mask, and the virus is left to freely go unchecked. What happens is it jumps from person to person it learns, it adapts, it figures out a way to skirt the immune system and cause more damage, right? To consume more of your good, right? Which makes you bad, right? That's how you end up getting sick. And so what the vaccine does is slows that down and helps to kind of stop that mutation or evolution of the virus, right? And by not spreading it, if the virus doesn't have any place to go and it just, you have it, but it stops with you, then it stops with you, and that's how you stop the spread. And that's how we, you know, between stopping the spread and vaccines, that's how you kind of dumb down or deaden the impact of these viruses. Well, it was allowed to mutate. It was allowed to, to, to you know, um, like we said, mutate and, and, right. and, and adapt and everything else. And so we're getting these variants, the Delta, and there's something I saw called the Lambda, right? Yep. Like all these different variants. Um, they're more dangerous, they have more viral load. Now, people are questioning, like, well, I don't know if I believe it, and it's the government is lying, but we know how viruses work. We know that they work this way. We know that if they go unchecked, that they can get progressively worse and worse and more dangerous. Um, And so all that to say, like, look, (laughs) you want to sit there and say that vaccines are, you know, if you comply, then you're just a government sheep, and you're not doing it, and your body can fight it naturally, that's fine. You can say that. Right. I'm not going to shame you, right? But I read the Spider-Man comic books, <laughs>
1: right? I, I'm doing everything I, mean, I can no. not to talk about how evolution and viruses occurs and how they need a host cell. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I know. understand okay, that, too. Spi- okay, Spider-Man.
0: But I'm just saying, like, just to keep it simple. Okay, keep, yeah, right? no, no, no. Like, like, let's just, just dumb it down. You right? know, honestly,
1: that's, that's actually a really good... So if the first vaccine was real good at stopping... It would just annihilate Peter Parker and was real good at stopping Spider-Man... But not enough people get the vaccine, and now enough of it turns to Venom,
0: and Venom just to jump around and circumvent. So you end so up with yeah. Carnage. And if you read, <laughs> look, and if you read Spider-Man comic books, you know how bad Carnage was. Like, Carnage was a crazy evil character. I, 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 I did not know Peter Parker became Venom. Yeah, Peter Parker um, in Is one... Is like a Darth Vader kind of thing? Uh well so like Venom technically so, so Venom is an alien symbioid right Oh okay well, right you know like, so that... <laughs> so well well so Venom is a is technically an alien symbi- 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 symbioid that comes in from outer space um and then uh, initially i forget the guy's name gets absorbs finds a host right and this guy is not a good guy but kind of battles back and forth okay. right and then at one point in time the symbioid leaves that guy's body and Peter Parker goes into that character and when the symbioid is the host, it challenges your thinking, right? Like, it's not necessarily right and wrong. It's just what I need. You become very primal. Um, and so Peter Parker kind of had this sort of phase where he wasn't good. He was venom and he was himself kind of an antihero, but leaned more towards good. Peter Parker was never Carnage, but when Carnage came into the picture, you saw how bad this symbioid thing could be with the wrong host. I could, this, I could. We could probably do this for an hour,
1: but right. let's not. But but that really, I, as 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 it much works. as we. It's, what's that?
0: It works. It does. It, mean, was, it
1: was a. It was a yeah. solid I analogy. Mean, if, you're, if
0: you're a virologist or you're a
1: scientist, you're then, then you're crawling out of your skin in the Throwing up.
0: And, I get it, right? Like, I mean, I know there's more detail and nuance, but so I'm just trying to keep but, it simple. But no, that that was good. Um,
1: we had to totally jump topics here, but. uh Merrick Garland is launching an
0: anti-drug drug trafficking task force. It's act, actually anti-gun trafficking tra- task force. What did I say? You said drug. Oh, right? I, mean, and I mean so, gun, yes. Yeah, and so the reason why I brought this up, so he's, he's doing this, and we don't have to talk about this long, right? But it's in five cities, Chicago, of course, D.C., New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. And what they're doing is... They're focusing their resources and their efforts on stopping gun trafficking, illegal gun trafficking. So, you know, you talk a lot about, um, you know, some of these bad uh, gun stores here, and gun dealers. Um, time who, to crime stat. Right. Who who are notorious for, you know, just saying fuck the rules flooding and selling the streets. The, getting right. the guns out there. Yep. Exactly. And then there's also, you know, notable gun traffickers that are out there. And so what these task force are doing, they're focusing on the illegal selling of firearms right like so all the way from your you know god of war sort of arms trafficker all the way down to the podunk gun shop that'll sell to anybody that'll give them cash
1: don's guns in indianapolis exactly. so talked about before that
0: um you know i mean like and so the reason why that's important is you know last night last week we were talking about you know the second amendment and gun and, and everything and look This is one of those things, like, yes, this is the type of gun, like, this isn't a legislation, but this is the type of action that we need if we're really going to address some of the serious issues as it relates to gun violence, right? Sure. Now, if you're a mom in the suburbs, you're just like, well, what does that do about the crazy guy that, you know, shoots up people at Costco or, you know, the crazy kid who grabs a gun in the suburbs and shoots up a school? This doesn't necessarily help you, right? But- I, as much as I understand that, like that's a completely different issue than this, and this issue is much more pressing than your issue, right? Um, and so your issue can also be addressed separately in a different way that doesn't necessarily relate to um, the sale of firearms, right? Because the guns are already out there, so you know whatever legislation you want to put out there isn't going to stop people, some of these crazy people who have them, but we really have to start focusing on the why these people snap. And figuring out how to identify them and how to help them before they go off and decide that they're just going to murder people because they've been rejected socially or sexually or whatever. Right. And and these are these are parallel paths. Right. There's and keeping, both things can happen at the same, same time. Right. They're not
1: and they're not competing. Right? right. Different resources, different concepts. One thing that's been desperately lacking in in reducing gun violence is. Researching the source of the problem, it's yes. it's all finger pointing, and, and the NRA deserves a ton of blame, right. With the way they lobby, that we don't want the CDC to look into causes of right.
0: a random guy going to Costco, um, you know. And, and, and I and said on the show before multiple times that that is where the NRA really kind of you know cut off one of their own hands. Because instead of saying, we don't want the CDC to investigate this, they should have said, yes, CDC investigate. Why is gun violence so bad? What are the main issues? What are the problems? And how can we help? Because gun violence, right? Like the NRA has sold the idea that gun violence, their their premise now is gun violence helps them because... People are scared, so they go out and buy guns, and then they join the NRA to learn more about guns blah, and, blah, blah. and also to protect themselves from to, when the right. government comes in. But like,
1: which hasn't happened, by the way.
0: But the NRA doesn't like people buy the guns for that reason, right? But for the NRA, their purpose is to drive people to join them, sure. right? Like oh, so, no and, doubt. and so how they how they've decided to do that is to say that because of all this gun violence. You need to protect yourself because the government and the police can't help you. So they go in and say, CDC, we don't want you looking into it. And we don't actually care what the causes of gun violence are in the hood because we need that to sell our product. And at the
1: same time, the NRA says the only thing between the government taking away you, the legitimate law-abiding gun owners, guns, and the government is us. So if you don't fund us, yes. then, and, yeah. and as a former NRA member, they ask for money Roughly every 30 seconds. <laughs> right.
0: You know, and they're still getting it, although not as much, And but right. they're, they're, they're still getting it, and they have their own issues that they're dealing with, but as I said, I don't know if that goes anywhere anytime soon.
1: We'll, be seeing, we'll see. Um, but good, I, I think this is, I mean, if if the the DOJ is legitimately researching and trying to solve problems, I think everyone, regardless whether it's suburban Karen or, you know, family living in the hood or whatever people, whatever, everyone knows that, 16 17 18 year old kids walking around with a gun in their backpack because they could get it for a 100
0: bucks on the street yeah, and, and is a terrible here's thing like I mean I've spent enough time you know in you know courtrooms and looking at evidence and crime scene and videos and everything else to note like look some of these guns are the, like yeah it's a lot of handguns all right yeah like some of these guns like you can't just go get you know in Cleveland you can't just go buy an ak-47 right like i mean you like i mean are they out there are they available yes but like the average kid and the average 16 year old kid in the hood can't just walk up to the parma armory and go buy an ak47 true, true. but they can probably get it from uh, from black market uh... okay. yeah they can and so this is why this task force is important Agreed. because some of these guns like you got people you know using mp5s or whatever you know an hk mp5 is a you know $3500 gun right and yet you see people, like in these drive-by shootings and some of these game-related shootings, you see them on a semi-regular basis. Where the fuck are they getting them? Because if I wanted one right now, I could tell you that wherever I go to buy it legally, they're going to tell me, like, we don't have it. By the time, we won't have it for three months. And you got to go through the background check and everything else. And yet they're just popping up in the hood. So they have to be coming from somewhere. And that's why (coughs) a task force like this, right, that's not necessarily worried about the end user right where they're not they're like yeah they'll go grab somebody if they see that they have this but the whole point is to get to where is this shit coming from right getting to root cause and source right and so one of the biggest problems with gun violence especially in the inner city and urban settings right is access to weapons but the idea that they're just going to the the typical gun shop whether it's in illinois or wherever that's 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 a false inaccurate. narrative. Yep, it's, it's just not inaccurate. true. Well,
1: I mean, you've listed New York, D.C., um, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. Very
0: difficult places for regular right. citizens
1: to get guns. Right, and D.C. Get should, substantial no, right, gun violence. D.C.,
0: New York. Chicago, all of these places, right? California's got really strict gun laws. Illinois, especially Chicago, really strict gun laws. Same with D.C., same with NYC, right? We've talked... You've talked many times about the ridiculousness of the NYC gun laws. Everybody knows about how dumb California's laws are. Um, You know, Chicago, the same thing. And yet, these places are some of the worst when it comes to gun violence in the urban settings, right? And so why is that? It's not because they're just going... In every gun store, in every gun shop, and every gun dealer is just saying "fuck the law," you know, "fuck the FBI," "fuck right. the," eight. that's not what's happening. So clearly, these guns are coming from some other source, and that's why these strike forces um, and, and uh, task forces are important. And I think that's a it's a good move, and hopefully, they're just in how they do it, right? Like right. you don't just you know like you just don't cast don't, a wide net right. and just I, start I yanking say, everybody. We in. don't
1: need Fast and Furious 2, and I'm not talking about not the, not movies, the movie. But right. But the Obama administration and I think that got overblown by the right to a large degree. No, but it was not was, it was not well no not, it
0: was good. A lot of that shit was Dude. They over. they basically armed like some of the worst cartels in the world. Like they, they I mean El Chapo was they hurting. watched those cartels get armed. <laughs> Jim, like, don't fucking play semantics with me. Like, you know exactly what happened. Like, that was more than just a. It was not over. I don't. Okay. My opinion, I, right. it was not like I, they I dodged that. Obama's administration should be held to way more account than they have been for the fuck up of Fast and the Furious. Period. Okay. Like, I, like I would, I'm not I, moving I, off of I, it. I, and, and there's I, no I, like, is there a right or wrong? Yes. And if you're saying that they didn't get enough heat or they got too much heat for it, then you're just wrong. <laughs> I, okay,
1: I think they fucked up royally. I don't think it was
0: an attempted whatever. They I just don't care what fuck, their intentions Okay, okay well, I do. You can't fuck that up. So they they period. fucked it up. They fucked you know, it up. I mean, and, it, and here's my thing. It ended up with Border Patrol and ATF agent, agents being killed by the very weapons yeah. that they sent out. So, like, I, 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 you know, we talk about it lightly, but that's not—that's not a light thing. That's an area where Obama and his administration and, and Eric Holder absolutely fucked up, and were never truly held accountable for it. But that's obviously off the rails oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah I wanna, um, and, so and I want to on. slide one other thing in. So Merrick Garland um, and the DOJ introduced new rules for separation between the White House and the Department of Justice, right? Oh. Like, so they instituted rule, like, basically rules saying that. The White House, don't call us, and we're not calling you unless it's a it's, it's a, uh, uh, an issue of national security, and it's got to meet these certain criteria for us to even talk. Um, otherwise, don't call. Uh, was that inspired by any particular events? <laughs> uh, yes, I think
1: it had something to do with Tiger Woods. Oh, you know what? I knew Tiger was up. Tiger, ever Tiger since, Woods. Ever since he had that car wreck, he's got nothing to do with cause trouble. So it had nothing to do with Donald Trump thinking the DOJ was his personal law firm. And okay, good. well, that's
0: because William Barr
1: allowed him to think
0: it. So I kind of yeah, get why well. he thought it. And if well, you're going to let me do it, then I'm going to do it. And it's it's on. Yeah. really, it was on William Barr. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was worth kind of throwing that out there. Um, and you know, the other part I love about this is, uh, you know. Merrick Garland is doing exactly what I thought he was going to do. And he's got everybody pissed at him. Whether you're a conservative, a GOP, Republican, whatever, Democrats, progressives, everybody's pissed at him. And I love it because that means he's doing his job. And I don't have much issue with what he's doing, although I think that he could do more to kind of hold the previous administration accountable for some of their obvious actions and misconduct um he's taking that easy he's well he's slow playing that i don't know what direction he's going to go i understand why he's doing it although i think my opinion he should be more aggressive but i like what he's done to this point i like the fact that a lot of people are pissed off on at At him uh from both sides of the aisle uh and i like this 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 both these sort of latest um you know moves by him to separate the white house and then you know to go after the sources of our gun
1: Issues. Okay. Well, again, we'll keep an eye on that and uh, trying to get to the root cause. And and again, you know, the I've always wanted to know what's the number of guns used in gun violence that were legally purchased and or legally carried. And it's will but it's a real low number.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a stat I would love to get my hands on because I think that like, and there's a lot of people who don't want that stat to come out, right? Uh, on both, on sides. both sides of it, right? Yep. Because if you're an anti-gun person and your whole thing is we got to change the way everybody buys guns, but it's just like, well, that's like not what's causing, this. right? Like that, that, you can do that, but that's not again. That's and that's my argument, right? Like you can change, you can put all these laws and registration, And all that other stuff, but that's not going to solve the problem of violence in urban areas, and it doesn't even solve your your mass shooter problem. Um, because they can check all the boxes and do everything right. And then when that person's... Like, you you don't know when that person is going to snap. So Yeah, th-
1: this discussion could be a whole show. Maybe it shouldn't be. Right. All right. Moving on, we have a situation in Alabama where a city council member... Um, you know what? I'm throwing this to you. I'm not even gonna I don't even know how to put it out there.
0: So, Alabama, sir. Crimson Tide, one of my favorite movies. Um, so... Uh, which James Gandolfini, maybe probably the best actor in that movie. In that movie, Denzel Washington. Gene no, 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 no. no. Oh, I'm just saying, his role like he's in his great, role, right? Great, like, though. I mean, like the movie was stacked, but just hit like James Galdolfini's role in that. Like, it's not huge, but man, he was good. Which is, I think, why we got Tony Soprano. But, um, so in Alabama, uh, Tarrant, Alabama, you've got Tommy Bryant, who uh, works, who's a city councilman. And uh, he, I mean, he, in a speech, he was, or in a, 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 I don't know, a statement he was making to the rest of the city and the city council, um, he called and asked if there was a house nigger among them. And he was referring to a fellow city council woman who is black. Um, His explanation is that the mayor, uh, Wayman Newton, had used similar language when describing her. Um, Tommy Bryant then went on to just basically say that he, some people are going to consider him a racist based off of certain criteria. And depending on what criteria you use, you may consider him a racist, but he doesn't consider himself a racist under certain criteria. And he's not going to apologize for what he said. He's not going to resign. And he may even run for mayor. He clearly has a beef with Wayman Newton, who is the current mayor of Tarrant County or Tarrant, Alabama. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of people calling for his resignation. He's being very um, indignant about what he said, and he feels justified in it. Uh, And so, you know, Tarrant, Alabama is currently
1: in a little bit of turmoil. I read the article you sent me, and I still couldn't break down his defense. Was his defense basically, well, he said it, therefore I can say it?
0: Well, his defense is he said it. Right, so he's saying that Wayman Newton, the mayor, said it to him in a private conversation, which no one can verify. Shocking, right? Uh, and so he said it in order to expose the current mayor. Right? He's just like, so this is how the current mayor speaks about his fellow councilman behind her back. I'm just paraphrasing, but using his exact language, and I'm doing it, you know, in an open public format. Um, you know, which a lot of people are questioning. Right? Like, you know, it seems like instead of doing this you would try to figure out a way to actually catch him saying it or have some sort of documentation or not do that but the, you know the woman he was he was directing this at she left the proceeding crying um, which is which is understandable and justifiable uh, and so now the question is what happens to him I don't know anything about Tarrant Alabama I don't know what they're you know, what their laws or ordinances say about removing an official, but I mean, this is pretty egregious, and uh, there's lots to say, yeah, so the thing
1: that that uh, strikes me the most is like on the show, we have a rule. I don't get to abbreviate, right, And that's because we're adults and we're talking to each other. On a podcast where I'm currently drinking in Manhattan, um, we've talked about smoking weed, we you know whatever, we're a podcast. We're not an official government proceeding. Right. Like, what, I would not take the same liberties if I had an office job. Yeah. And it seems to me,
0: now that you've explained some of that, because I read that and I was still confused. Yeah. As a, like, what is this guy's I, motivation? I had to go through it a couple times and I have my theories on his motivation, but go ahead. Um, so, anyway, I mean, whether or not you should, you know, resign... Who, who can fire a
1: councilman? I don't know.
0: Right. That's what I was saying. I don't know what their rules, laws, uh, whatever our ordinances are. So I'm not are there even sure. Decorum, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know what the process would be, right? Like, I mean, that's something that I'm sure that they would have to figure out. Can he be impeached, quote, unquote, right. or whatever? I don't even know how he – I don't know if he was appointed, if he was voted yeah. in or what. So
1: Neither of us are exactly down with the – Tarrant County or tarrant, <laughs> right? Alabama I, I don't City the, Council. Yeah,
0: I don't get their newsletter, so <laughs> uh, like I'm not sure what. But what's,
1: what's your stance on this, though?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's interesting, right? I, I I think I don't know if this guy is being genuine when he says, you know, that's what the mayor said, and I was just trying to expose the mayor. What it feels like is you're seeing that what Trump exposed was, you know, we have all these unwritten rules, and we have all these sort of uh, this this etiquette of how to act, what we can say, what we can't say, and what the response should be when we say certain things and what Trump did was when he was au- on audible tape saying that he grabbed women by the pussy and he pushed up on them like a bitch and he just kissed them or whatever Right. And he, you heard him. It's his voice. He said it. He doesn't even deny that he said it. It was more uh, than he did. No, he didn't. He just he was more upset about being on a hot mic or whatever and how that wasn't nice and blah, blah, blah. He
1: later claimed it was, may not have been him. He did say
0: that. Okay. Sorry. Well, I'm not... Discredit. Yeah. I'm sure he right. did because whatever. Right. But the deep, point is, real. like, the fact that we we heard that and just some of the other things that Trump said and he was still able to get elected and gain mass support right really sort of opened people's eyes to sort of how fragile some of our just you know imagined institutions of of civility are right because you know and then what we saw his administration do um, they took the velociraptor method i call it where they basically tested the fence at every possible like every, everywhere like they just sure. went up and, and and then when they got through They exploited it to, you know, it's just like, well, I mean, the, the, you know, after you go through the laws, you look at the Constitution, doesn't say we can't do this, even though nobody likes it, you can't necessarily stop us from doing it, so fuck off. And Democrats and people who oppose Trump were really pissed about it, but they also couldn't stop him, right? And then he was still able to gain support. So more and more people are realizing that they can do the same thing. Right, like, and they're starting to get bolder with their racism and how they feel, um, and 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 using words. And it's, oh, I'm not really racist, but I mean, you say everything is racist, so since everything is racist, I'm gonna say this racist thing because it doesn't matter because whatever I say because I'm white, you're gonna call me a racist. So I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna call you a nigger, and it's fine. And what are you really gonna do about it, right? And and so this is a perfect example of that because like, this guy, they're like they're calling for him to resign. He's just like, "I could resign, but I don't have to." So, what are you actually going to do to me? Right. And I don't think anybody has an answer for him, which is why I went he is which is he knew that. And I think he that's why he was like, "Look, I don't really give a fuck what you say I should do. I'm not going to do it, and I may run for mayor to boot out this guy that I don't like that I have a personal issue with that I'm going to say has nothing to do with race, but it really does. I'll play the victim card when I get called a racist. It's like mm-hmm.
1: but this this leads very well into okay, that mentality is what led to the January 6th attack. Yeah. And officer Harry Dunn was called a nigger by a, one of the attackers.
0: But he said that I mean, he said he was called, you know, dozens yeah. of times which,
1: which by the way that's not surprising. No, though. I don't mean no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean, mean to look, I don't mean to The way they were tra- it.
0: I mean, you know, they they're threatening to kill cops, you you know, there was they're one threatening to kill Mike Pence. Right. I mean, they were going in to kill Mike Pence. I mean, like these people walked in with murder. You mean to tell me that they gave a fuck about social norms and 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 right. what appropriate right. language right. to use, right? Um, and so and I'm sure if you if you comb through and listen to the hours and hours of fucking tape that I'm sure that you could probably hear it. Um I, I did actually listen—not listen to hours and hours, but I listened to
1: some live tape, and you could hear yeah, all there's, kinds of shit. I, I mean, you out can there.
0: hear all sorts of shit, which again, none of it's a surprise. But what's interesting is so Harry Dunn, Capitol police officer, literally put his life between you know this angry mob and our congressman, and whether it was Republicans or Democrats, and you know he's he's obviously upset about what happened on January sixth. Um, he is a support? I guess he has shown support in the past of uh, of AOC and, and uh, the, you know those other congressmen that she's affiliated with. Um, so Tucker Carlson comes out and calls Harry Dunn an angry activist, right? Because right. you know Harry Dunn is not kind of falling in line with, uh, with, I guess, with what he's saying, right? And look, from what I most of the Capitol police that have openly talked about January sixth. They like, are completely rebuking everything that the people who were there were kind of hoping for, right? Like, I mean, you know, what we saw in the early on was, oh, look, these people taking pictures with the police and everything, the police let them in, then it turns violent, and then they start beating the police. And then I think a lot of those police, while they may have been sympathetic or empathetic in the beginning, once they started to get their ass physically beaten by their own shields and threatened with their own guns and everything else realize the severity of the situation um, and realize just how dangerous that was. And so I don't think there are any Capitol police officers that are supporting the views of Tucker Carlson and his crowd and Fox news as to uh, how they're minimizing January 6th. Um, but I think it's interesting that Tucker Carlson is carring out specifically Harry Dunn in this instance. Um, and what it, it just, it, it plays his narrative so yes, perfectly though, right? Right. We got uh Black cop in D.C.
1: Who, you know, we're trying. The the writers had to straddle the line of they can't actually defend <clears throat> the insurrection, so they tried to say, "Oh, it was Antifa. Oh, it was an antagonized by law enforcement." They've struggled so hard to deflect and redirect right. the issue. I mean, and, and it, they, they're trying to find a bad guy, and the bad guy is this. He was AOC. How how long till he you know? Tucker Carlson is saying you can't prove that he and AOC didn't have a love child. I'm going to go that far because that is not outside of the class level of Tucker Carlson who has become a complete joke. And I hate it when people say you never serve. So you can't say this fine. Yes, I can. I can say all kinds of shit. Part of the thing, part part of the great thing of freedom of speech is I can say things. And if I am backed up by logic, even if I haven't done the job, fine. But Tucker Carlson, relatively recently graduated from wearing a fucking bow tie in his 30s. And that douchebag is calling out this guy whose life was in danger on that day and trying to make him an example of, as the bad guy... I'm sorry, I've told Tucker Carlson to fuck off a number of times on the show. I'll just add one more. Fuck off, Tucker Carlson, you douchebag.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just... it's It's really a shame, right? I mean, because ultimately what they're doing is... You know, Tucker Carlson is taking the he's playing a narrative too, well, yeah. No, 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 he's he's completely playing a narrative, but that but to the point of if you don't fall in line and agree with my narrative, then I'm going to turn you into an enemy, which is what Trump did his entire administration. Tucker Carlson is just following that same uh uh mo. And, you know, Harry Dunn came out and probably said something critical of Tucker Carlson or Fox News or the media who were downplaying January 6th. So they zero in on this guy and said, oh, on your Facebook page, you know... uh, 18 months ago, you said something in support of AOC and the squad and everything else. So, therefore, you are an angry activist and your claims of racism are bullshit. And January 6th wasn't that bad. Everyone else is just making out to be worse. Next, let's talk about Super Beats.
1: Right. And if you only watch Fox News or OAN, you're never seeing the footage that we've talked about. Yeah. And when you see the real thing, it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. See, I have watched.
0: I've I've watched a ton too. I've watched hours of it, everything that gets posted um, and it was just, it was just awful. And it's just surreal, no real. right? Like when you're like, listen, you can like people say, oh, you're overplaying it. How do I overplay a police officer literally being crushed by their own shield? You know, by one person and another person trying to kick them in the head while they're being pinned down by a shield, right? right. Like kick them on the top of the head. Like if, if I'm if I'm overplaying because you can actually watch a video of it. I don't know how you under or overplay it. That just is what it is. Right? like that's assaulting an officer and frankly attempted murder. What do you What do you want me to do? And one thing I don't, I think, and maybe you agree, maybe you don't,
1: but all the Trump stuff, all this—that's a metastasis of Rush Limbaugh and Fox News and the whole just ramp it up, ramp it up. It—they're—they're they're political shock jocks, and they've. Made a lot of money. Yeah, doing. I mean,
0: you, you can't deny that they they have contributed, like, you know, Rush Limbaugh and many of the other conservatives have, you know, uh, Mark Levin and, and, and the type have greatly contributed to um, where we are in politics right now, where it's completely divisive and one party's being completely obstructive. Um, and you've got this extreme The victim- victim- They call the liberals
1: to ruin this country.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and so they have absolutely been a big part of that, but I mean, I think there's a shit ton of other factors sure. that but date it's, it's, back it's, beyond them, right? I mean, that,
1: probably back to McCarthy and probably before well, that. Well, I mean, even
0: before that, right, that that have allowed this to, to go. And again, issues that this country as a whole has never dealt with. Um, anytime it gets brought up, it gets beaten back down and pushed into the dark, and now here we are kind of at this moment where things seem like they're really fragile and if we fix things then it could be really great going out or it could get more and more unstable and things can get really ugly before they get better right and i don't know where we are so
1: i I, I fear where we are i do too okay i've been Um, saying that
0: for the last you know like at least six months so um so jumping into something a little bit different a little lighter um uh, we had some rich guys in space the last 10 days. dicks in space yeah so richard branson uh you know sends goes up in space with you know his team of people and i mean they call it space like all of these guys you know they would go up to the point where they basically achieve weightlessness and then they came back down they were it was you know round trip of 10 to 15 minutes i guess um There's been enough commentary about it. Like, I mean, everybody with the oh, all the money. Like, you could have done something else with it. Like, yeah, you could have. But the like, it's their money. At some point, I I don't really give a shit what they do with it. But here's my question to you. Right? If let's say I hit the lotto for fucking five hundred million dollars, and I and I say, hey, I got a million dollars for you to go up in space with uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Elon Musk. Right? I know you're uh, a fan. fan. Sure. Would you go? No. Why? Because
1: because what am I proving? (laughs) Uh, I would. I don't go bungee jumping. And that's what they did. They did a super rich guy riding in a giant dick-shaped thing, bungee jump. I love the meme that said, can you believe they shot that giant dick into space showing a picture of, of Jeff, and, no, yeah. Jeff Bezos? was really oh, well. penis-shaped. They're, well, rockets are penis-shaped. They just are. They, the, the they kind of prob- need to be. They, they kind of do. And the other was prob- yeah, the, the missile looks like a penis, too. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, um, but no, because it, it doesn't interest me and it doesn't have any... Like, there's certain for lack of a better word, thrill-seeker things I would do, and there's a bunch that I wouldn't. I would not climb to Mount Everest because I've seen what that looks like, and it's fucking horrifying, and there's thousands of dead frozen bodies, and I don't want (laughs) to add to them.
0: There's a great meme that (laughs) says... You Know Mount Everest is lined with a lot of people who are like real go getters. So, Monday sales <laughs> managers, you guys need to calm down. Um, I think I've seen which, that. if you've ever worked in sales, it's just like, you know, what I wish they had this when I was, you know, that the sounds like stages. one of those despair.com right. posters. Um, but no, but no, no, like, so, so we're on the same page here, right? Like, I mean, because reality. They went on a fucking $20 million, $120 million, however much it costs. Like, that's a ride at Cedar Point. It's,
1: it's a bungee jump, yeah.
0: Right? Like, I mean, you call it a bungee jump, but they literally have a ride at Cedar Point that shoots you really high up in the sky and it kind of holds you there for a minute. You know, and then it the drops gyroscope you back. thing? Yeah, no, not the gyroscope. Oh, okay. The thing that shoots you way up, you know, and then you sit there for a minute and then, you know, it drops you back down. Like, that's literally the same thing that they did, just way higher and way more money. Okay, so Kings
1: Island, back when I lived in Cincinnati, had one. But you were in a ball that rotated, mm-hmm. so you got shot up, froze, spun around a bunch of times, and came rocketing back down. And there was know. a girl I worked with. Was like, "We should do that." I'm like, "You should do that. Right. Actually, you shouldn't. But you can do whatever the fuck you want." Right. I'm staying far away from that. And yes. e- yeah, exactly. exactly. This is this was Jeff Bezos going and 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 Richard Branson going to really really rich guy King's Island.
0: Now this is what I'll say. Um, Bezos and Branson both said things after the fact that. If true, if they're sincere, I will go with. Um, because I think space exploration is important. Not necessarily because I believe we need to take all of humanity and we need to move to Mars. I mean, it seems like basically from what we can see, which is limited, that Earth is probably the best place for us. But, um, you know, it's good to have a plan B, I suppose. But really, I mean, because space is so unexplored by us... Sure. We do, like, I'm just, I'm a guy who loves Star Trek. I'm a guy who loves Star Wars. I'm a guy who loves the show The Orville. And I think the idea of us being able to go out and explore and, you know, have energy sources where we can travel at high rates of speed for extended rates of time and maybe we find other resources on other planets and all that other shit. Like, I think that there is actual value to it and you have to start somewhere. So if you want to say that that is sort of, the continuation like you have NASA and then you bring in private industry to help with the continuation of that I'm for it but just doing it for kicks because it cost because you could say you could do it and you know that I will never be able to afford to do it yeah and to me that's the difference between Elon Musk and
1: these guys Elon Musk for whatever you want to say about the guy he has industrial political not sorry industrial and practical intentions that yes. may or may not come to fruition but he wants to change the way we travel, change the way we do things. And he's thinking about things like the Hyperloop, getting people up yeah, and down the no, coast. I mean, I think, look, I these mean, guys were.
0: No, having I mean, fun. hold on. I think Jeff Bezos has done enough where I think that if you honestly think that Jeff Bezos' endgame was to go up into space for 10 minutes or to pay for people, you know, have people pay him to do that. Like kind of used car salesman. This is my niche sort of thing. Come on, I mean, like, no, I didn't. Right, I wouldn't like, go there. And, and 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 he is a he's stepped away as CEO from Amazon. I truly believe that he has like this was something that he did. Yeah, he got it right Yeah, it was a race, and Branson beat me, but my rocket looked more dickish. Whatever. But I don't think this is the end game for for Bezos at all. Now Branson, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's trying he, to sail around the world in a catamaran. I think. Yeah. He's, I mean, like Branson, he may have I actually could, done it. I mean, <laughs> I could easily see Branson saying, "This is my thing." Like it's just you know, as they get, as they're able to get further and further into space for longer and longer, he's just going to sell more trips, and Branson will eventually be that guy who does that thing that sends people on a long trip, and then they all end up asleep. One guy wakes up, and it turns into a nightmare sci-fi movie. Like I believe that's. Will be entirely fate, possible, right? His very possible his fate. Um, Bezos and Musk will. I think that they're going to push the, the the boundaries on on what we can do in space for a number of reasons, right? And I like
1: I, both of them. Both Bezos yes. and Musk have already changed society. F- yes, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, right. like Tesla and, and, right. changed the game on things. Right. If you ever did the Hyperloop, that would change a lot of things. It would re- reduce air traffic.
0: Amazon Jeff, wait, Amazon changed destroyed malls. <laughs> yeah. Right. It did. I mean By it changed how we shop, it changes it changes how we are did how you see, we hear do Bezos, everything. Bezos. Anyone who's ever worked for Amazon or ever buzz on Amazon, oh my not God. a good look, brother. Wait, bro, that does not hit like you think it does. <laughs> my lord. Uh, if, well, like, you, if you, I worked for Amazon, I would quit, right? Like, you're, right, so, yeah. you're just like, so no, me sweating. I would run a warehouse down. You're, so me sweating my ass off and dying and pissing in a bottle paid for you to go to space for 10 minutes? That's what right. I've been doing this right. for? You penis-shaped dick. Wh-
1: wh- wh- <laughs> whereas if you had not done that, I could have a break, not piss myself, have enough support. I mean, because right. the money we're talking about here could impact that industry dramatically. Oh, and my he was God. Like, <laughs> I mean that's like uh, you know a medieval king I want to thank the
0: serfs for dying in the fields so I could fuck the queen of yeah. France I mean I mean I, listen if it ends with somebody getting laid I think there's a lot of people who give him a lot of credit right like I mean he literally he just went up in the sky like D- you depending on how you calculate
1: I've spent a lot of money trying to get laid but never that kind of money <laughs> and, and never had a lay that was worth it alright man we're about to wrap things up yeah. it's been good talking to you um there's still plenty out there. We can you know, I can do some short sp- episodes maybe, but in the meantime, I got to say congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Yeah, what a, you know? Um, it was fun. it was it was a fun series. I watched I watched actually most of it, um, and it, it was I was really rooting for Chris Paul uh, who, uh, with with Phoenix. Um, just cause I, he's just always been a guy because that as likable. I mean, yeah, maybe never, the commercials, unless, so. you're, unless you're in Houston, people in Houston don't have a ton of love for him because of the way he left there. But, um, yeah, but it was, it was fun. I, it was fun to see Milwaukee win another Midwest city, small market. Um, you know, they built their team up from the ground up because you know, uh, Midwest team, uh, not a ton of money, right? And all that other stuff. It's hard to attract free agents. It's not New York, LA. You know, I mean, Chicago is not even really attracting free agents, and and so, um, you know, they didn't have like a big three like a LeBron and superstar and superstar, but they did have you know uh, uh, Giannis. Uh, um, Go ahead and try. Uh, I'm uh, not doing a ton, it. <laughs> To Kempo, sure, um, and actually his brother. Uh, you know, Chris Middleton played great. Um, uh, uh, Drew played great. Um, they just they, they had a lot of people who stepped up like you need for a championship. Right. It was fun to watch them win. Like I said, a city that's very similar to Cleveland in the way that it's built. Um, you know, I love the celebration after they had some great cigars that they smoked in the clubhouse uh, afterwards to celebrate the win. Win some Cuban Romeo and Julieta's. Um, they're very hard to get your hands on, but I it, saw you
1: tweet that you were going to manage athletes or
0: victory celebration uh, cigars. or something shush, that shush, shush, shush. You that put was, it on Twitter, <laughs> no, I didn't put it on Twitter or well, Facebook. You saw that on Facebook, oh, which okay. I have a very small private circle, so shut the fuck up. Uh, sorry for blowing up your spot, there. but uh, no, I just, I, I but a uh, great cigar selection, and I, I mean, it's just uh, listen, I'm a sports fan, I'm a pro sports fan um NFL is at the top of my list but I you know it's fun to watch the NBA and I and and I I just listen I enjoy seeing people win there was there were no bad guys um there were no villains really in this series which I mean for some people will say made it less interesting but um you know it was fun to see some good competition and it was fun to see somebody else win I've only watched Giannis play you know
1: a couple dozen times but he's earned the name of the Greek Freak for a reason. The guy is just ridiculously talented, right? And his story—he has a story It's right. fa- fascinating. He did take a little dig at the Super Teams when he, you know, like yeah, we, which we should. We should. He's, I have no problem with it at all. Yeah, and he's—he's I mean, he's not wrong, right?
0: He's not. I also don't have an issue with the Super Team because that's kind of how Cleveland got their our championship. So I don't care. True. Um, and you know, like, look if. A group of Giannis and a few others wanted to assemble here in Cleveland. I am not going to be opposed they, to. You it. are more than welcome. But it's at the same Giannis. time, right?
1: Like, you know, you've you got can got even some contract. Come, you can even come on our show and talk about it if you right. like. Right, we'll
0: give you a we will, we'll buy you a special chair. Yes,
1: and um, all the cigars. Well, not all the cigars you want, but right,
0: a box of them. Right, um, but, but I just, I, I yeah, I don't have an uh, like. I, I like that he's. Look, I like that he's taking pride in how they did yeah, it, did. and it, it should also give some of these other organizations hope. To a degree, the problem is you just need a guy as good as yeah. Giannis. And you in, know, in, in
1: basketball, one guy can do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Unlike, I mean, I mean, you can have the LeBron greatest. is a
0: perfect example, well, and Jordan exactly. is an sure, example, sure. and Shaq is an example, sure. and
1: Kobe, and it, yes, because you can't do that in football. If you have no. the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's on his ass after two seconds, right, okay, because Dan Marino,
0: right? I mean, one he of the was best damn good, of, right? But... One of the best of all time, but just didn't have the complete team around him right. to be able to do right. what he wanted to do ultimately. Or you know, even Jim Kelly, right? Yeah. I mean, again, another one of the greatest of all time, and just didn't have enough. My guys won two. You know? see, I knew you were going
1: to sneak that in there. I knew My you guys won You know what? This this show is over. We're done. He's also <laughs> here's a,
0: here's a weird stat about Big Ben. Go ahead. Um, he will jump into top five all time passers this season, barring in- injury early. Could top five total yards. 5,000 total passing yards, yeah.
1: No. Oh, more than five. Oh, in, no. Wait, top, I'm top sorry. Top five in total yards over a career. Not yes. 5,000 yards. Yes. He's had that in the season, I think. Do you or come close. Know? He's come close like um, 4,000. But, right. I mean. Anyway, he's, yes. No, Look. He's a, no, yeah, look, ben he's ben a few Canada, thousand. Yeah, I think he's, he's a couple
0: thousand yards away from being like number four or he's, something he's like He's
1: had that. an amazing career. All right. I'm going to close it out on this because this was kind of funny. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visited the White House. As their Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady, a noted Trump supporter, told Joe Biden, if it makes you feel any better, no one believes I won either.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: I thought that was funny. I mean not no one, but there's people who say I didn't win yes. either. That was a funny line from Tom I, Brady. I'll give him credit and, for that.
0: And and Tom Brady is actually gonna be on the episode of The Barbershop on HBO. Oh. I saw an excerpt from it, and it is good. Um, I don't know when the episode airs. Maybe it already aired, but it's worth—it's definitely worth the watch because it's him and Draymond Green are the main two athletes, and there were a couple others that I didn't and, know. So or the shop—it's
1: called the shop, right? Or, yeah, uh, the shop. I'm it's so, uh, it's, it's Lebron. The it's Le, yeah. Well, it's it's Lebron in a barbershop setting. We talked about that show on yeah. our show in the past. Lebron and Tom Brady also welcome on our show, uh, but I would love to watch that yeah it's, uh, so. it's worth it maybe, maybe we get together and watch it sounds good alright on that note brother let's call it a day thank Deuces. you we are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter thanks for listening we're done